Welcome to the Your Dream or Mine podcast, the place to be if you dream of living a life of fulfillment, freedom, flow, and most importantly, fun. I'm Laura Cruz, the Dream Transition Mentor, the creator of the unique six-step Dream Transition Method, which will take you from idle daydream to transitioning into your wildly successful freedom-based business. Listen to inspirational stories from women who have been brave enough to take the leap from corporate and now live the life they've always dreamed of. Women like you and me. They did it, I did it, and you can too. Grab a cuppa, find a cosy spot, then sit back and enjoy the episode. Hello, my friend, and welcome to the Your Dream or Mine podcast. This is episode 50. 50! A half century, who'd have thought it? It's amazing, isn't it? Those small steps that you take that, you know, you start from one. So obviously episode one that was six and a half minutes long and I scripted it completely and read it very slowly like this. And then somebody who, uh, one of my guests actually that I interviewed for the podcast who is a radio presenter, said that I was much better unscripted. So I didn't script anymore. And uh, I just talk off the cuff. In fact, I rarely even make any notes. I just talk. And I love it. So if you've been listening all the way through, thank you very much. You've, uh, you've hit episode 50. Thank you so much for listening. If you've been listening for some time and... Uh, you haven't left a review, would you leave me one? Honestly, it would be so great and so helpful. I uh, I get a little update from um, Chartable, which are the people that kind of create the podcast charts. And uh, I got the update on Monday this week and I got the, there was a review on there that somebody had left. And honestly, it made my day. So if you wouldn't mind doing that, I'd love it. So, This episode is called I Can't Because dot 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 and uh, I've called it that because I was thinking about something my mum used to say to me when I was a little girl and I'd say mum, mummy I I can't do that, I don't know how to do that, I can't do it and she'd say there's no such word as can't right, I don't know if your mum or dad used to say that to you but that's what my mum used to say to me, there's no such word as can't and uh It's interesting, isn't it? Because as a child, you're told that by your parents, like there's nothing you can't do. You can push yourself forward. A bit like with your dreams, you're encouraged to dream. But, you know, as a child, you're encouraged to learn how to do something, to apply yourself, to try harder. Obviously, when you're at school, you have to do all of your subjects until you get to GCSE level. So you have to learn all of those things and uh, you don't get to opt out. And so you, you, you have to learn because you have no option you've got to keep doing those things and you learn how to do them and you find a way kind of um over the hurdles or over the barriers or round them or whatever do you see what I mean you you are able to get past the I can't do it and yet when we're adults we can sometimes say oh I can't do that I can't do that and uh we talk ourselves out of things And even when you're thinking about stuff that you want to do, I'm sure that when it's just going round in your head rather than you sharing it with somebody, when you're just letting it go round and round and you're ruminating on it, uh, 
you might think of something you want to do and you'll immediately match that with a, I can't do that because that's just how we are as, as kind of human beings. We find ways to discount ourselves and to kind of reject ourselves and to tell ourselves no, um, which is really sad and it's a bit of a shame. And that's why working with a coach is so helpful because the coach will help you to explore what it is that you can't do because of. So here's some of the things that people have said, you know, if they were thinking about setting up their own business, and this would apply to uh, to anything new, perhaps, you, you might say, well, I can't do that because, and one of the things might be, I don't have the confidence. I don't have the confidence to do it, or I don't have the money, or I don't know how to do it, or I don't know if I'm capable of it. Or I don't know what people would think. Or I don't know where to start. Or I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Now, obviously, that's not an exhaustive list. There are many, many things that you might be telling yourself in terms of what you can't do and the reasons that you can't do it. But I'd like to explore some of those today because I truly believe that if you're telling yourself any of those stories, that doesn't have to stop you or prevent you or hold you back from doing the things that you want to do. So if you're saying to yourself, I can't do that because I don't have the confidence, I would like you to really think about that. We are the product of the stories that we tell ourselves. So if we tell ourselves that we don't feel confident enough, guess what? you don't feel confident enough. Now, I'm not saying you can just create confidence by just saying, I'm confident when you look in the mirror. But there is an element of you positive or negative reinforcement. So the more that you tell yourself that you can't do something, the less likely you are to do it, if that makes sense. So the more that you say you don't have the confidence, the less confident you feel. And then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy because you won't do it because you don't have the confidence. Remember, you told yourself you don't have it. So with all of these things, I challenge you to put them on their, turn them on their head and think about them quite differently. So instead of saying, I don't have the confidence or even writing these down and then writing the counter down, that's a good way to do it. So have a list and, you know, have all your, I can't, because I can't because on the left, I don't have the confidence. And then on the other side of the paper, write, I have the confidence. I have it in me. I have the self-belief to do that thing. And if you started telling yourself that you had the confidence and you had the self-belief and your self-esteem was high, then you would be surprised at how that made you feel in terms of starting out on that thing that you want to do, that business you want to start, that new... um, hobby you want to learn, whatever it is, new skill you want to learn. And the thing about confidence to remember as well is that sometimes we think if you feel confident, you've got to be almost overconfident. So you know those people that you meet that don't seem to be phased by any situation, they just walk into any room, laddie laddie la, they're just fine, they just get on with it. And you think, oh, they're so confident, I could never be like that. Well, why do you have to be at that level? You don't have to be at that level. You don't have to be amazingly confident. You don't have to be super duper confident. You could be confident enough to do the thing that you want to do. So 
Maybe on the other side of your paper, you write, I am confident enough to do this, or I have the confidence to do this. You don't have to be the most confident person in the world. You just need to be confident enough to do what you want to do. So how about you said, I can't do that because I don't have the money. And it's interesting because I was doing, um, I did a free coaching call with somebody last week who said that they couldn't start a business because they didn't have enough money. I said, what do you consider to be enough money? Because enough is an interesting word, isn't it? And she gave me a figure, which I thought was quite interesting because perhaps in my head, I might have had that figure. Um, But it's interesting because I think there's a perception that when you first start a business, you have to have tons and tons of money. Now, obviously, if you are... um, Sorry, I'm slurping tea. If you are a product-based business or you are a bricks and mortar business, then of course you do need money to start out. Of course, I'm not saying that. But if you are building a business a bit like I did, so you're building a business which is around coaching, so the initial outlay is quite small, and it's something that you can build alongside your regular work that you're doing, so you still have salary coming in, it's amazing how you can start to grow whilst you still stay in the security of a salary or income. Now, like I say, of course, if you want a physical business, if you need to rent premises, if you've got to buy equipment, if you need staff, if you need to buy stock, all of things like that, of course you need money for that. But that's not what I'm talking about now. I'm talking about businesses that perhaps you could grow with very little money initially. But the other thing I'd say to you is, Remember, I don't have the money. How about looking at the money that you've got and thinking about, okay, so what could I cut back on? What could I have less of now that I'm willing to sacrifice in order that I can start to build this business and then ultimately leave my salary because I can replace the salary with my own business income, if that makes sense. And I think... If you think about what happened during the lockdown when we couldn't go out all the time, we couldn't really socialise, we couldn't do a lot of things, we didn't go on holiday. So you cut back quite a lot, at least certainly in our household we did. And we got really thoughtful and mindful about what we were spending on things. We started to think, hang on a minute, why are we spending, I mean, a disproportionate amount of money on food? Why are we spending that? I mean, we still eat now, but I just don't spend anywhere near what I used to spend because I'm really mindful about what I'm spending. Um... And there are other things that we cut back on. And there are things that I chose to cut back on because I knew my income was going to drop when I left my salaried position. It has to. You're naive if you think you can just go into a new business and it's going to replicate your salary straight away. So I've had to cut back. But that's fine because I knew that ultimately my goal, um, my goal of working for myself was more important than buying new clothes all the time or, you know, going out all the time, etc., So again, I say to you, if you're saying I can't because I don't have the money, I'd urge you to think about what money you need, when you would need that money, what would you need that money for and really think very carefully about that. So what about if you're sitting there saying, all right, Laura, I hear you. Yeah, yeah, you started your own business. Okay, but I don't know how to. I can't do it because I don't know how. And to that, I say... Everything you have ever done in your life, you have had to learn how to do. 
so when you were born and you know your mum gave birth to you or whatever and you um you know your parents it brought you up whatever the the situation they taught you how to eat you probably taught yourself how to walk but you they taught you how to eat how to use a knife and fork they probably taught you how to write they taught you how to ride a bike they taught you how to swim they taught you how to get dressed how to clean your teeth you didn't know any of that and then if you think later on about the things that you learn so my daughter's just about to turn 17 she's going to learn to drive she doesn't know how to drive she told me in the car the other day that she's really nervous about learning to drive I said, that's perfectly natural. You've never driven before. How would she know how to drive a car when she's never driven one before? So think then about that and your own business. Of course, you don't know how to do it if you've never done it before. I'd never done it before. But so then you might say, well, Laura, how did you know how to do it? Well, I asked somebody who knew how to do it. I did invest in a, in a, like a program that helped me to learn some basic business skills. But I taught myself how to do these things. I read stuff on the internet. I followed people on Facebook who knew what they were talking about. I joined groups in different subject areas that would help me. I asked questions of people. I, um, you know, did like attended some kind of online things. I, I just soaked up as much information as I could from other people. I learned from them. I learned from them. I learned how to set up a business. Did I make mistakes? Of course I did. Did I do everything right the first time? Nope. Would I do anything differently again? Maybe. I do think I spent quite a lot of time fiddling around, not really progressing, but it was a learning curve. So if you're thinking that you want to start a business, but you don't know how, I challenge you to go and find out how you do it. Now, what if you're saying, okay, Laura, yeah, yeah, but I can't do it because I just don't know if I'm capable of it. Just don't know if I can do it. Now, that's an interesting one because only you know what you're capable of. But I will say that when you are challenged, when you are pushed, you will um, push yourself harder and challenge yourself more. You will rise to the challenge that's there because you have to. You know that in life when you face circumstance and uh, difficulty and, and dilemma and stuff like that, you've had to rise to the occasion, right? You've had to work out how to do something, how to fix something, how to save something, how to create something, how to give something up, how to start something, stop something. You've had to learn how to do that. And your capability has been tested, but you've risen to the occasion. What makes you think you couldn't be capable of running your own business? Now, if one of the things that you're saying, oh, I'm not capable of is something like accounting, like bookkeeping. Well, you can get somebody to do that for you. Perhaps you're thinking, oh, I'm not very good at writing. So if I had to do like social media and stuff like that, I don't know how I do that. Find somebody who could help you. Your strengths may not be in every area because remember when you set up your own business, you've got to be all, all things to all people. So your strengths may not lie in those areas, but you are more than capable of turning your hand to each of those tasks that needs doing. You absolutely are capable. 
say it after me. Say, Laura, I'm capable. So what about if you're thinking, well, I'd like to start my own business, but I just can't because I don't know what people would think. Now, this is a common one that, and, and we get so bogged down with what people will think. And uh, here's my challenge to that. Uh, what, what if people do think you're making the wrong decision? What if people think, oh, Laura, absolute madness, don't know what she's doing. Does that actually impact me? Does that actually impact what I'm doing in terms of my business? Does it actually impact my life? The answer, of course, is no. If somebody decided to say that to me directly, I'd listen to what they'd say. I'd say, interesting point of view, I don't agree with you. But that's their point of view, right? That's their prerogative. They can think anything they like. But people will always think something about you, whether it's about business, what you look like, what you wear, how you spend your money, who you go on holiday with, who your partner is, what your kids are doing. People always have have an opinion. Why does it matter? Why does it matter what people think about what you're doing? The people that you should be worrying about, the people whose opinion you really need to care about are your family and your friends. Those people you keep close to you. Those are the people that you need to really be worried about their opinion or not worried. You need to listen to their opinion. Everybody else. Well, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I know that's easier said than done. But honestly, if you lived your whole life guided by what other people did, you'd never do anything. You've got to be guided by yourself. You've got to self-guide. You've got to know your worth, know your aims, your goals, and put yourself out there. Otherwise, when you're 90 and you're looking back on your life, you'll think, why did I, why did I not do that? Because Fred round the corner thought it was a stupid idea or didn't think I could do it. You know, it's ridiculous. Okay. So what about if you say, oh, all right, Laura, but I just don't know where to start. Don't know where to start. So I can't do it because I don't know where to start. Now, of course, if you've never done something before, you probably won't know where to start. But there's no rule that says you have to start at number one. So how about you have a bit of a brainstorm, talk to somebody who's been there before, ask them what things they did when they set up their own business and then just get started. So for me, you know, the first things I was thinking, oh, what will I call my business? So I spent some time thinking about that. Then I wanted a logo. I was really obsessed with logo and website back then. Um, I want a logo. So I paid somebody to design a logo for me. Um, so I had the name, I had a logo and I had a website built, right? Do you need those things to get started? Not necessarily, but that's what I mean. It's, it's open to interpretation. You do the things that you need to do to get yourself going. It doesn't matter what order you do them in. I mean, clearly you need to have a name for what you're doing, but the logo and the website, I could have waited. I could have waited. So you just need to start somewhere. And do you know what? The more that you do, the more of what you need to do will become obvious, if that makes sense. So imagine it's like you're on a path, like in a cartoon, you take a couple of steps and then the, and then the path kind of appears before you. I think Sonic the Hedgehog used to do that in, in the game. Well, nice to play that on my Mega Drive. So uh, yeah, just think of yourself as Sonic the Hedgehog and you'll, you'll move forward. And how about if the last thing you're saying is, Laura, I can't do it because I just don't know, I just don't know, I just don't know. If that's what you're feeling... 
that sounds a bit like overwhelm to me. And the easiest way to get past overwhelm is to get every single thought down onto paper. So everything you're thinking about, get it down onto paper, write it in a list, do it as a mind map, scribble all over, draw a picture, doesn't matter what it is, but get it out of your head and get it onto some paper. And then when it's on paper, start to think about how you can shape that into some sort of plan or list or, you know, try to work out what you're worried about, what you think you don't know. And then maybe think about, oh, if you think you don't know that, write down the opposite. So what do you know about that? So you might not know how to create a website or how to buy a domain name, but you do know how to use a search engine and you could Google it. Or you don't know what you need to do about setting up a bank account, but you could Google that and you could go on a group on Facebook and ask somebody, what's the best business account? By the way, it's Starling. But um, it doesn't matter. Do you see what I mean? You can start working out, start brainstorming the bits that you don't know and you'll realise that actually you know some more. So that's not an exhaustive list of what, of all your I can't because and the things that you don't have. But I think that's quite a good list to start with. This is why coaching really works because coaching, as I often say, is a way of unwinding your mind. So coaching allows you to explore all of these things that you've been thinking about that have been going round and round in your head that you haven't talked to anybody else about. Coaching enables you to unravel what's going on in that brain of yours and kind of talk it through. All of these can'ts as well, and I don't have and I don't know. These are all really supported by using a method to reach your goal. So my dream transition method, which is mine, it's uh, trademarked and copyrighted. Thank you very much. Um, The reason that method works so well is because it breaks it all down. So you're breaking everything down into smaller sections and really understanding what each section is about to enable you to start moving forward. This is also why a structured approach works, because if you said, oh, my God, I've got everything to do. I don't know where to start. The reality is you won't start. You just won't. But if you had two things you needed to do this week, you could get those two things done quite easily. By creating that plan, using a method, getting a structured approach together, you can establish a way forward. So you start to kind of navigate that route, even if you don't know where the route's going to ultimately take you or you don't know exactly all the directions. It's going to help you to start to establish a way forward. And you know what? By doing all of that, by using that method, that plan, that structure, you are going to get connected to that goal you're going to get energised, you're going to get organised, you're going to get prepared, you're going to feel more confident. You will feel amazing. So you might say, Laura, that all sounds very good, but it's easy for you, you know. I tell you what, this is exactly what I've been through myself. My dream transition method is the kind of culmination of all of my moves forward in my own business. It is how I've moved my business forward. It is how you can step from working for somebody else to transitioning into your own freedom-based business. That is the power of it. It's fantastic. And as I launch out that method, that dream transition method to my audience, I 
have a new program which is open for applications and it's going to be blooming brilliant. So if you have decided that 2022 is the year where you are going to take the action, stop thinking about it, stop procrastinating and move it forward, then I invite you to drop me an email, laura at lauracruise.com. Let's have a conversation. Let's have a conversation about where you are, where you want to get to and how I can help you to achieve that. And as this podcast goes out, oh, my Alexa's trying to talk to me. As my podcast, this podcast goes out um, in uh, January, I am putting this program out at a beta price. Now, if you're new to that um, that saying, it just means it's the first time I've put it out. Therefore, it's at a price which is lower than it would normally be at because I seek your feedback. I seek your support with um, helping me to refine it and make sure it's absolutely perfect for when I run it again. So it's a fantastic program and I would absolutely love to take you through it to help you shift from stuck feeling unfulfilled and trapped where you are to feeling a sense of freedom, flow, finding fulfillment and hopefully having some fun. Wouldn't that be nice? Drop me a line. I'd love to help you to do just that. See you next time, my fellow dreamer. You have been listening to the Your Dream or Mind podcast with Laura Cruz. If you enjoyed it, could you do me a favour? Please leave a review. A five-star one would be perfect. And subscribe. This helps other listeners to find the podcast much more easily. Oh, and don't forget to come and find me on social media. The links are in the show notes. I would love to help you to transition into your own dream life. It's what I'm really good at. See you next time, my fellow dreamer.